Hey class, Rob JC here coming to you live from not my bedroom. If you if you watch the podcast, you'll 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 notice that the that the background's a little bit different. I wish that this were my bedroom, but it is not. I am in Palm Springs, California. I'm up here for a uh, board meeting. And um, um, so what do you do when you come to amazing Palm Springs, California? Well, of course, you go straight to your, your room and uh, you film podcasts for your classes, right? That's what we do. So, and I actually enjoy doing this. So being a little bit, uh, being a little bit funny there, but I actually enjoy doing this. Um, so today we're going to talk about, I think, a really important issue. It's the issue of pride. So I'm just going to dive right in. I'm on page 195. If you have the book, Road to Character, feel free to join me there. Page 198. But eventually Augustine came to believe that you can't gradually reform yourself. He concluded that you can't really lead a good life by using old methods. That is deep. And if we had a lot of time today, we would talk about the idea of, it's one of my chief principles in life, creative destruction, creative destruction. What does that mean? What does that mean to have creative destruction? What creative destruction means is that we are constantly getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. Constantly getting rid of the old and bringing it in. Because the, because the reality is the world is doing that for us. Okay, The world is constantly evolving and changing and getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. And this is why some businesses fail because they don't keep up with the times and they don't keep de- creatively destructing themselves. Okay, You can't really lead a good life by using old methods. That's deep. And so a question that I'm probably going to have you consider Okay. Are there things in your life, habits that you're holding on to right now? I just want you to think about this. You don't have to write this out, but I want you to think about this. Are there habits in your life that you're holding on to right now that are holding you back from having the life that you want moving forward uh, because you're stuck on old methods still? That might be something for you to consider. He goes on to say, that's because the method is the problem. The crucial flaw in his old life was the belief that he could be the driver of his own journey. So long as you believe that you are the captain of your own life, you will be drifting farther and farther from the truth. You can't lead a good life by steering yourself in the first place because you do not have the capacity to do so. The mind is such a vast, unknown cosmos. You can never even know yourself by yourself. Boy, that makes sense for those of us who really get deep in, you know, those of us who are deep thinkers. Our mind can take us to all kinds of places, right? And so that's what it's saying, that there's there's a powerful force up here in our head. So for us to think that we can just do whatever we want, well, this thing controls so much of what we do. Your your emotions are so changeable and complex, you can't order your emotional life by yourself. Your appetites are so infinite, you can never satisfy them on your own. The powers of self-deception are so profound, you rarely fully you are rarely fully honest with yourself. Furthermore, the world is so complex and fate so uncertain that you can never really control other people or the environment effectively enough to be the master of your own destiny. Reason is not powerful enough to build intellectual systems or models to allow you to accurately understand the world around you or anticipate what is to come. Your willpower is not strong enough to successfully police your desires. If you really did have that kind of power, the New New Year's resolutions would work. Diets would work. The bookstores wouldn't be full of self-help books. You need just one, and that would do the trick. 
You'd follow its advice, solve the problems of living in the rest of the genre would become obsolete. The existence of more and more self-help books is proof that they rarely work. The problem Augustine came to believe, and that's the person we're talking about here, St. Augustine, is that if you think you can organize your own salvation, you are magnifying the very sin that keeps you from it. To believe that you can be the captain of your own life is to suffer from the sin of pride. Now, I want to stop right here and tell you that this is tough for me to read. Uh, one of my favorite uh, sayings, one of my favorite quotes uh, comes from Invictus, um, being the master of your fate, being the captain of your soul or captain of your fate, master, you know, whatever it is. I firmly believe that. I believe in, in the importance of self-reliance and not being needy or dependent on other people. I really believe that. Um, so this is tough for me to read today, but I wanted to read it because it gives us another perspective. It gives us something to think about. I may not at the end of this podcast say that I'm going to fully go with what Augustine has to say about this, but at least this is going to open up my mind and give me something to think about. Okay, and that's what educate that's the purpose of education is to expand our mind on 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 what we think. So he goes on to say, well, what is pride? These days the word pride has positive connotations. It means feeling good about yourself and and the things associated with you. When we use it negatively, we think of the arrogant person, someone who's puffed up and egotistical, boasting and strutting about. But that is not really the core of pride. That's just one one way that the disease of pride presents itself. By another definition, pride is building your happiness around your accomplishments, using your work as the measure of your worth. It is believing that you can arrive at fulfillment on your own, driven by your own individual efforts. Pride can come in, in bloated form. Okay, uh, The person with this kind of pride wants to see the visible proof of his superiority. He wants to be the, on the VIP list. In conversation, he or she boasts, he or she brags. He or she needs to see his or her superiority reflected in other people's eyes. He or she believes that this feeling of superiority will eventually bring him or her peace. That version is familiar. But there are other proud people who have low self-esteem. They haven't lived up to their potential. They feel unworthy. They want to hide and disappear to fade into the background and nurse their own hurts. We don't, we don't associate them with pride, but they are still at root suffering from the same disease. They are still yoking happiness to accomplishment. It's just that they are giving themselves a D minus rather than an A plus. They tend to be just as solipsistic. I don't know what that means. I've never had a word that I've come to that I didn't know what it meant. Solipsistic in their own way as self-centered, only in a self-pitying and isolating way rather than being an assertive and bragging way. So what so so what that's basically saying there is right there is that there's, you know, there are people who are just as prideful on both ends of the spectrum. You have the people who are the braggadocious people puffing their chest, me, 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 me. But then you have the people who over here they they self-pity themselves, but at the core, they're just still, they're always thinking about themselves, right? So it's the same kind of uh pride there. One key paradox of pride is that it combines extreme self-confidence with extreme anxiety. That's deep right there. One key paradox of pride is, of pride is that it often combines extreme self-confidence with extreme anxiety. The proud person often appears self-sufficient and egotistical, but is really touchy and unstable. The the uh, self-sufficient and ego or, or the proud person tries to establish self-worth by winning a great reputation. 
But of course, this makes him utterly dependent on the gossipy uh, and, and unstable crowd for his own identity. The proud person is competitive, but there are always other people who might do, do better. The most ruthlessly competitive person in the contest sets the standard that all else must meet or get left behind. Hungry for exaltation, the proud person has a tendency to make himself ridiculous. Proud people have an amazing tendency to turn themselves into buffoons with a comb over that fools nobody, with golden bathroom fixtures that impress nobody, with name dropping stories that inspire nobody. But every proud, every proud man, Augustine writes, heeds himself. And he who pleases himself seems great to himself. But he who pleases himself pleases a fool, for he who himself is a fool when he is pleasing himself. Pride. The minister and writer Tim Keller has observed is unstable because other people are absentmindedly or intentionally treating the proud man's ego with less reverence than he thinks it deserves. He continually feels that his feelings are hurt. He is perpetually putting up a front. The self-cultivator spends more energy trying to display the fact that he's happy, posting highlight reel, Facebook photos, and all the rest that he does actually being happy. Augustine came to realize that the solution to his problem would come only after transformation more fundamental than he'd previously entertained, a renunciation of the very idea that he could be the source of his own solution. So what he's saying, what Augustine is saying is there is that 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 this issue of pride, it, it comes from this belief, and we see it all the time in our American capitalistic Western society, our independent self-reliant society and i just admitted to you i the the kind of society that i have fallen for the kind of society the, the kind of society that i believe in what he would say is to think that we can make it on our own this idea of self-reliance that it's it's prideful okay so i want to ask you here's the question i want you to th i want you to think about this deeply today I want you to make it personal. When you think about issues of pride in your own life, and again, they manifest in different ways for all of us, okay? But when you think about issues of pride in your own life, how do you think that these problems can be solved? And again, there's no wrong answer to this. There's no right answer to this, okay? It's just, I want you to think about your own life. Some of you will say faith. Some of you will say a relationship with a higher power, a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, so, uh, some of you might have uh, other faith. Some of you might be atheists. So you have uh, other ways. But pride is there, no matter what you say. Okay, no matter, or I guess, uh, what I should, uh, no matter what you believe in terms of spirituality and faith, most people who come to Point Loma probably have a more Christian background. But not everybody does. But no matter what you believe about faith or spirituality or religion, whatever it might be. Uh, you can't deny that there is a thing called pride, and pride has a real place in this world. So the question I'm asking you is this, on a personal level, how do you believe pride can be solved? Based on what we just read, okay? How do you believe pride can be solved? I look forward to reading your answers. Take time and reflect on this. Go deep, uh, because this might inform kind of the direction that you're going. A life of integrity that's that's what we're all shooting for. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'll see you. Uh, I won't see you next week because next week uh, is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
And I hope you have a wonderful time, whether you're with your family, friends, whoever it is. I hope you're with someone that you care about and love deeply. Maybe some of you are going to be by yourself because you want to be by yourself. And I'm happy for you. I totally understand that. Uh, wherever you're at, wherever life takes you next week, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I'll see you in the next podcast. Take care, everybody.